0: If you want to become financially independent, come to my seminar. Let me show you how to make the fortune you have always dreamed about.
1: Ready, go! What happens if you are named in Nelson Rockefeller's will? You get rich quick. on the line, game again. going lose, I'm gonna win, gonna get rich quick.
2: I tried. Everybody's gonna lose, but you're gonna win. And why are you going to win? Because you're listening to Get Rich Quick with
1: Josh. And Noel brought to you by Radio Free Brooklyn.
2: As heard on Radio Free Brooklyn and iTunes and Stitcher and Audio Boom and what was the other one? You Like s-
1: Yarn.fm I saw it yarn. on.
2: Yarn.fm. We are all over the web, people. Yeah,
1: if you can listen to it. We are on it. There's a seashell out there somewhere. And if you pick it up and put it to your ear, you will hear Get Rich Quick.
2: On a, Yes, through a seashell, through tin cans and string, children in the suburbs talking about us from sea to shining sea.
1: I, I wonder if this year's hot Halloween costume is going to be sexy Get Rich Quick with Josh and Noel. <laughs>
2: I can't even imagine what that would look like. It would There'd just look be, like us. Yeah, well, so tights. So me, it would be a, a, a kid uh, with packing on probably about an extra 75, 80 pounds and a lot of hair on his chest and no hair on his head. And you, it would be a, a cop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. We
1: would it look like a cop, basically. Or a dad
2: from the 50s. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. okay so there we go sexy dad from the 50s and uh bear (laughs) sexy bear sexy bear well (laughs) all bears are sexy come on now come on now if you're doing the bear thing it's all about the sexy how you doing today Noel?
1: uh yeah so far so good it is apple eating weather out there
2: it really is we're officially in fall now yeah you're feeling it
1: i am i'm i I love this time of year Uh uh-huh
2: it's beautiful it's Great. Is it colder up in Canada this time of year? Or is it roughly the
1: same? Is it colder further north? Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> go fuck yourself. Um,
2: <laughs> no, but I mean, is it like substantially colder? Like, like, it was today, it was like 55 degrees all day. Mm-hmm. Would it be roughly the same up in Toronto or would it be five degrees cooler, 10 degrees cooler, 20 degrees cooler? Would we be in winter up there now, basically? In Toronto, no way. No. Okay. That's yeah. all I'm asking. So it's still fall there. Yeah. Fall
1: foliage. Yeah, oh, yeah, sure. Gourds. Gourds. Changing leaves. <laughs> Maple. Uh maple's great. When Maple. we were kids in Canada, every year there'd be a school trip to the Sugar Shack, which is where they make syrup. Uh-huh. And it was great. And they'd take out the syrup that's cooking. And they'd come out into the snow, and they'd pour it all in the snow, and you get to take it up, and it'd be like toffee.
2: That's a big thing there, right? It's like doing doing that. I I, I there's a restaurant one of the one of the big Canadian French Canadian chefs, who uh, I can't remember what restaurant it is he owns, but it's like one of those crazy insane meat centric restaurants. Um, he does a thing where they bring out a cutting board, like a huge cutting board full of uh, uh, shaved ice or snow. And plop it on the table and then just pour maple syrup on it and then take popsicle sticks. Yeah. Um, or, or lollipop sticks and then roll it around in there and that's like a dessert. It's great. Thing there. Yeah. It I bet you it's amazing. fantastic. Yeah. It's perfect maple syrup and it's delicious. Yeah. I, uh, <clears throat> as part of my birthday week celebration, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, we went to Comic-Con. Oh, nice! Yeah, and uh, we'd never—I'd never been to Comic Con before in my life, and we said, "Oh, this is something that we should do." And Comic Con New York has now uh, bypassed Comic Con San Diego. Boom! Take that, San Diego! That's right. Eat Fuck it. you, West Coast! Um, as the biggest Comic Con in the nation, as far as general populace, but it is in one of the smallest. Uh, convention centers in the country. Okay, sure. In the Javits Center, it's like New York Life. Yes, exactly. So they sold apparently because uh, a friend of ours was an exhibitor there this year, and we ran into him there. We didn't know he was there, and he told us that they sold over a hundred and sixty thousand passes. Holy moly! This year, that's a lot for a four-day fest. And we went, and we thought we were going to be there all day. We lasted an hour and a half.
1: Oh, yeah. I would not have lasted that long. I don't like crowds.
2: It was insane. It was, and it felt like it, that, that was a thing. It's like you're walking, and you can't even, if even if something interests you, you can't stop to look at it because you are being pushed along. It's like Mecca. Yeah. And they're going to trample you if you stop for any extended period of time, except instead of wearing hajibs or anything like that, they're wearing you know, a Darth Vader outfit or a lot of Pokemon. Pokemon is apparently really big with the kids still, which I didn't realize. I don't, you know, know anything about this stuff. Pokemon and this other one, Dragon Ball Z. I, I know that is. Yeah. Right. Because you were just looking at me with a completely vacant, like, you know, what is the Pokemon face, but it's like Dragon Ball Z. It's these little creature characters that it's a card game. And then it became a cartoon and, uh, they may have even made movies about it. I don't think, it, not, no live action ones, but that may be coming. Um, a lot of that. And a lot of people dressed up as video games. Like Halo was a big one.
1: Okay, sure. And all the armor
2: sure. and the and the weaponry. But they were confiscating a lot of the weaponry. Oh, really? They were big, yeah. Anything metal couldn't go in. And they had, at the entrance, they had huge garbage pails just filled <laughs> With swords, With swords. That's great. Some guy had a had a full metal Captain America shield that got jammed in there. Um, you know. But as I was walking around, it was like it was kind of amazing the community that is sort of up around this kind of stuff. You know, there it taps on all sorts of things, but they are all very sort of in sync. Yeah. these people. They
1: should have like a coat check <clears throat> where you can put your confiscated sword and pick it up on the way out
2: they do it's called a giant like 75 gallon garbage pail but then it's not thrown away you come back and get it oh, oh okay.
0: but it just sits That's there good.
2: and then you know the the there are people there so you can't just go up and pull it out yeah i think you get it ch- i don't know i didn't see anyone actually get confiscated but i did i was looking and like oh i'll take that sword yeah that mace that plus two dagger yeah just little, ride the subway with it little dungeons and dragons reference for you there um but, you know, it was weird. It was definitely weird. There, It was had kind of a culty feel to it, mm-hmm. which is interesting because that uh, happens to be our topic for today. Say what? That's right. <laughs> Josh and Noel getting rich quick. With cults. With cults. And uh, it's kind of easy in the grand scheme of thing to get rich with cults. I mean, there's not a lot of ways to do it.
1: There's not. But there are some very distinct <clears throat> Ways.
2: And they're definitely money making ways. Yes. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. So uh, you know, I mean I think kind of the obvious one is start your own cult. Oh, well, sure. You know, and and uh, you know, I do think when you look at the great cult leaders of all time, right, and there's lots of them. The Jim Joneses, sure, the Bhagwan Shri Rajneesh, um, <clears throat> even I think the key is you really have to believe in what you're saying.
1: Yeah, unfortunately, that is the case.
2: Right. Even if you didn't believe in it to begin with, you have to eventually believe in it because people respond to uh, uh, genuineness. Oh, yeah,
1: sincerity. Yeah. Right,
2: sincerity, exactly. And they will not respond. Eventually, people will be like, I'm not so sure I'm buying his line of business. Yeah. So you kind of have to, in a way, sort of brainwash yourself as well. Because I'm sure all these guys start off, like Bhag- Bhagwan Sri Rajneesh. Mm-hmm. He started off as a... Uh, uh... It's funny, I just a little aside, that we're t- I'm talking about him, and I did some research on him. Because I had a client today that is uh, getting her yoga teacher training, and uh, she's going off to India to study yoga there when she's done with her yoga teacher training here. And a friend of hers is doing the OSHA training, which is the meditation of the Bhagwan Sri Rajneesh, the Rajneeshis in India. And in the process of my uh, uh, finding out about this guy, you know, he had... Taken two thousand followers and bought this old farm in like Oregon, way outside of Portland. Mm-hmm. And uh, <clears throat> this is the guy who had like ninety Rolls Royces, yes, right? Exactly, he had yeah. ninety Rolls Royces. He fucked every woman that was there. Um, he uh, uh, and he preached a uh, a belief of uh, money like that was a big part of his meditating for money yeah. and and that kind of thing <clears throat> and uh by the end of his reign in in uh in Oregon he had attempted to murder several local government members yeah <clears throat> he had attempted to murder and had actually murdered several members of his own uh crew I'll call them. He was like, you know, out of his mind. And this was a guy who started off as a, uh, I think, history professor in India who then started teaching mindfulness classes on the side and started to build up a following for his mindfulness classes and then realized, oh, I can monetize this. Sure, I can get rich off of this and then proceeded to, but then started to believe his own hype And went crazy. So you have to find the balance, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. You got to believe it, but you can't let it spin so out of control that you get yourself taken
1: down. Yeah. Unfortunately, I think, though, with cults, uh, Mm -hmm. the spinning out of control is part and parcel. Why is death such an intricate part of cults, do you think? Uh, Because if you're going to get people to believe so strongly, there needs to be something more than... Jello pudding pops involved, you know what I mean it's gotta there's gotta be death in there, there's gotta be sex, there's gotta be death, there's right. gotta be all of it.
2: you have to have them so tightly in your grasp that that whatever you say will go, yeah, right that of course makes sense. There is a list I found uh that uh, this woman Marsha Rudin um has put together. The 14 Common Characteristics of a Cult. You can go down this checklist. If you think that you may be in a cult or not sure that you're involved in a cult, you can basically go down this checklist, and if you check off all of these or even a large portion of them, then you're on that road.
1: Okay. So uh, people out there, as we we go through some of these points, you might want to pay attention and see... Mm -hmm. Do you have these qualities? Is this a job that would be good for you? Right. Jot them down. This
2: is almost like our, our rules for getting rich, but our, but it, they kind of are in this section, but it's not really. It's rules for, in the same way that you can check it out and see if you're in a cult, you can check these down and see if you're able to start a cult, Yeah, I would imagine. <clears throat> so uh, I'll just throw a couple out throughout the course of the day. Maybe we'll, we'll or the, the 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 show, we'll throw out a few of these as we go along. Mm-hmm. But a couple, the first two, members swear total allegiance to an all-powerful leader who they believe to be the Messiah. Okay. <clears throat> now, I have this relationship with you. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but I think it's well-founded. Yo, oh, of personally. course. Yeah. Um, so I don't, I'm a little concerned, but I'm not 100% there yet. So two. Rational thought is discouraged or forbidden.
1: Ah, uh, I I discourage <clears> and forbid it.
2: I I think you do. Based if you've listened to this show,
1: <laughs> I think rational thought
2: is clearly forbidden. I
1: I you know what? I think we do rational thought. Uh huh. It's we just... rational
2: no. It's rationalizing thought that well, we do.
1: We do rational conclusions to irrational. Yes, building that is blocks. true. That is true. Yeah.
2: So rational thought is 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 is. Encouraged, it's just uh, irrational topics. Yeah, <laughs> are 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 encouraged. Yeah. Okay, all right, and uh, we'll do a third one. The cults' recruitment techniques are often deceptive. Uh, so far, Noel. I'm really, now after three, (laughs) Yeah, I'm really starting to feel like I'm in the cult of Deneen. Yeah, you sure are, man. I'm a Deneenist. You
1: sure are. Wait until dues come. Uh (laughs) 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 Uh-huh.
2: But, so, uh, if you can, if so, if already, so we picked three out there, and if you guys out there have come up with a plan, a thought, if you've ever had in your thing, because I think everyone at some point has thought, what if I started my own religion? Mm Mm-hmm. And you have thought of already these three things about how would I create it, what would I do, how would I uh, have people look at me and look upon my religion. And these three things fit in there already. you are got a good start to uh, to starting your own cult.
1: Yeah, and I'm, I I will add, if you start your own religion, all income is tax-free. That's true. But don't you have
2: to be like now you, but you have to be uh considered a religion yeah. to get that not all cults get that tax write off well yeah i mean the uh do the scientologists get the tax write off
1: um i don't I, th- th- I, I you know i'm not sure i think they fight so hard on everything that uh, they may, because isn't that what their big beef with Germany is, is that Germany wouldn't give them that? Right, that's what it is. That's what it is. Germany doesn't consider
2: them a religion. I thought it was the U.S. doesn't consider them a religion, and the big news was that Germany had said okay you're a religion it's the opposite germany won't let them won't consider them a
1: religion considers them a cult yeah
2: but didn't every wouldn't you think that every religion started off as a cult
1: at oh, some yeah. point oh yeah you know the probably the biggest thing that separates a religion from a cult is uh time and that's about right. it and
2: following, overall following yeah cuz i think uh, one definition of cult that i read was was um deviating from the norm mm-hmm Right. And so at one point Christianity, right, when Jesus was around, sure, cult. A messianic figure, right? Um uh rational thought is discouraged or forbidden. Um and and he was deviating from the norm at the time, the religious norm at the time, which was Judaism and, and whatever paganism the Romans were 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 doing, right? Yeah. So he was a cult. Oh yeah. yeah. They were all cults. So every great religion has to start off
1: somewhere. That's right. So guys, start a cult today, because if you wait five years, you'll be five years five years behind. Yeah,
2: that's big time in the cult world. That is. That's big time. You you may not get to see the fruits of your labor in five years. Yeah, I mean it is quick. It's relatively quick compared to actually having to work. You know, you could if you you could do pretty well for yourself. If you start a cult and just even start with 10 or 15 people in uh-huh. it, that's not doing too bad, because you'll be set up, they're working, they're mm-hmm. paying for everything, you've got a roof over your head, you've got some income coming in, a vehicle, free sex, supposedly. Yeah. I mean, if that's the way you want to go with it, they all end up going that way to some degree. Certainly, control of the family is a big one. Yeah. Um, uh but you know there are plenty of cults you know like koresh there weren't that many people in his cult Ah, uh, there were
1: there were quite a few i thought a hundred there had to be more than that because how many people died i don't know it was a lot i thought it was
2: only in the 20s or 30s i thought it was just the nature of what went down there was so fucking crazy uh, i don't know and insane and then what was the other one the uh the, the guys who th- thought they were going to... They did the mass suicide, and they were all wearing Winning sneakers. The yeah, and then they were sending... There were not a lot of people there. No, there weren't a lot that of people. That was like 20-some-odd people. Yeah. I wonder if that's why he made them commit suicide, because he felt like such a failure. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I've been doing this for 40 years, and all I got is 25 followers. Fuck
1: this. Yeah. Let's go. Let's cut this out. Yeah, and, and usually the, the <laughs> base income of a cult is... Uh, the leader takes all the money from everyone and they are engaged in some sort of industry to support themselves and enrich the leader.
2: Yes. Deb grew, well, Deb and I lived out in Queens for uh, a while, which is where Deb's from. And we lived in a neighborhood um, that was full of Shree Chinmoy people. They all wear blue. And the neighborhood that surrounded us, and you could always tell their houses, because their houses were all painted blue, and they had a very strong, because he lived there, and so there was a very strong following there. And on his birthday every year, there would be a huge parade through the streets with floats and people coming from around the world. And they had businesses all over the place, health food stores, uh, vegetarian restaurants, um, you name it. They And they and. And uh, a large portion, whoever started it, whoever whoever made it would would make income, uh-huh. right? They didn't force everybody to be poor. That wasn't the situation. But everyone that worked there was part of the the, the group, and a large portion of whatever was made would go to Sri Chinmoy mm-hmm. himself. And this guy's his whole thing was uh, finding. Uh, finding your Nirvana or whatever through exercise okay so there's one guy who's got like five or six different Guinness World Records like one is for uh, being on a unicycle and juggling or something like that for you know a thousand hours straight Um, he is famous for like 75 years old supposedly lifting deadlifting 850
1: pounds yeah I'm sure he did that uh
2: huh uh huh um, and then they, they do a uh, uh, a, a uh, one of those uh, ultramarathons every year where they basically run around a track for 1,000 miles. So it takes them like 24 hours a day mm-hmm. for like, uh, and it's usually like 10 of them. They take the challenge on. Uh, 24 hours a day for like 10 days. They're running like 100 miles a day. Wow. It's completely
1: nuts. Yeah. Completely nuts. You know, I'm going to say this. If, you're, if you are going to start a cult, Mm-hmm. Uh, don't be a, a Jim Jones that everyone ends up dead. Be one of these <clears> cults that it's not going to last forever, guys. <laughs> be one where years later these people can look back and say, like, yeah, that was a phase of my life. It was all right. <laughs> so you know, I I'm, well,
2: so what cults are like that? The Moonies. So any cult, the thing is, any cult that has so if so, then what you're saying is part of your cult, you should there should not be an end of days theme to it.
1: Well, uh, I think you're best off without that. <laughs> right, because
2: any cult that does an end-of-days thing, yeah, at some point there's the a mass of day suicide. Because yeah. the end-of-day is going to come. It's not going to happen. And then you start getting dissension, and that's when the, the leader says, all right, everyone's got to go. That's right. We're creating the end-of-days right now. That's right.
1: And if any of you people out there know anyone in an end-of-days cult They're hiding guns. They're, Uh you know, spending all their money because they don't need it anymore. Right. Uh, You can always uh, hire someone Uh and have them deprogrammed. Fascinating. Yeah. Uh,
2: There was a movie. I don't know if you remember this. And it was in the late 70s, early 80s. I don't remember. Blinded by the
1: Light, I think it was. I I remember I read a book called that when I was a kid.
2: It may have been based on it. I think it was called Ticket to Heaven. Okay. And it starred Kim Cattrall as the sultry cult member who lures the young man in. And the young man is played by the guy. You remember the Dr. Pepper commercials? I drink Dr. Pepper Uh and I'm proud. That guy. It starred him. And it was all about a young college guy who falls falls for this chick, Mm -hmm. played by Kim Cattrall. And she lures him into the cult and he ends up in the cult and then... His folks hired deprogram. It was very. It was a big thing in the seventies mm-hmm. to for the deprogrammers to kidnap yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, sure was, and drive you to like some secluded place. Yeah, and like tie you up, right, and 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 that was a big. That was like the whole third act or second act. Yeah. leading up to the third act, and that affected me. I was you know somewhere between nine and eleven when that when that movie was at, and I saw it on TV or something. That burned in my memory. Mm-hmm. that the whole deprogramming thing freaked me
1: out. Yeah, uh, and do <clears> you know why uh, the whole deprogramming process rarely involves kidnapping anymore? Because I would imagine, I don't know, lawsuits? Exactly. Lawsuits, there were a few very high-profile lawsuits against deprogrammers mm-hmm. that even though they weren't, there were, were four people... Kidnapped from other cults, but the lawsuits and high-profile lawyers were paid for by Scientologists. Really? Yeah, Scientology was funding these cases for other religions. And one guy, um, actually, there was a a big uh, deprogrammer called Rick Allen is his name. Uh And... Uh he had one of the biggest cases against him. Uh and it was for someone they kidnapped, and he was like zip tied to a bed for days and right. stuff like that. And eventually this guy actually dropped the case against uh Rick Allen because he was so sick of the Scientologists taking advantage of the situation. Mm-hmm. And then years later turned back to this deprogrammer to try and deprogram his daughter really yeah yeah so the whole kidnapping thing's gotten an unfair bad rap it
2: kind of has <laughs> well i mean you you understand why they were doing it because they were so brainwashed they would never go willingly yeah right but the 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 thing was though at least in the depiction in this film and it was the th- <clears throat> it was like It was like a different kind of prison. You know what I mean? It was like they were. They would be zip tied to beds. Mm -hmm. They would be deprived of all kind of stuff. You know what I mean? It was like, it was a a heavy, heavy thing, it seemed like, the whole deprogramming process. And then trying to, uh, you know, get these people to start thinking for themselves again. Yeah. And they're adamantly refusing to. I imagine the process could take months
1: and months. Well, uh, I actually looked into exactly how long it takes Uh and how much you can make deprogramming, which, since you're not kidnapping anymore, they've kind of changed the name. Now it's usually referred to as exit counseling. Right. Um, So (laughs) if you want to be an exit counselor, uh, I found a, a, a guy who says that he charges $95 an hour, uh, Or $950 a day. And he claims that he also charges expenses right? and research time. Mm-hmm. And the typical intervention, he says, uh, runs about $6,000. But all the other sites that I've found say how long an intervention takes. And uh-huh. they say five to seven days, and he says two to three days. So if he's saying $6,000, it sounds to me like even using his scale and everyone else's commonly agreed uh, length of time it's going to take, it's really more $12,000 you're going to make in about a week's time for deprogramming. (laughs) That's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, And then there's also, if you wanted to tack on the kidnapping— Right. Well, that's excuse me. That's gonna make it. That's gonna skyrocket it. Yeah, it sure is. It's gonna. It's gonna be quite a bit. You know, mm-hmm. if you if you, anyone wants, I would go back at this point. Maybe put us on pause. Uh-huh. <laughs> go back to our rewards episode and listen to uh, everything we had to say about bounty hunting. Yep. And then come back, and and you'll have <laughs> a, a full tool belt.
2: Yeah, you really will. It's It's. It. You know, I think it's important to bring up the the, the kidnapping part of it because. For the, our rewards one was definitely for the adventure seekers in our audience. And, you know, the cult one, it's kind of like, you know, if you bring the kidnapping back, the adventure seekers in our audience, again, this one may be right up your alley. Yeah. You know, because it's intense, man. If you like drama, if you like uh, uh, high-pitched emotional stuff, grabbing someone off the street selling flowers, throwing them in a van taking them out to the woods in a secluded cavern, cabin, cavern, cavern too. You could do it in a cavern. That would be even darker and more. Oh, yeah, that'd be great. And then zip tying them or handcuffing them to some sort of bed or chair and then just sitting there going, your parents love you, man. Yeah. What are you, what's wrong? What's wrong? What's going on? Doing that for three or four days till they finally go, oh, my God, I I love you. I love my parents. I love everything. And making... What do you figure? The kidnapping is going to be an extra three or four grand on there, especially now if it's officially like. All
1: right, so let's just call it three. Okay. So now we're up to 15 grand.
2: A week. In a week. A week. And you only, I assume though, if you're doing it 24 hours a day, you're going to, you're going to, you can't just kidnap them yourself. You're going to need a couple people with you. Mm, Okay. Well, you, you just are. All right. I mean, you know, you're not going to sit there. What, are you going to yoke the guy? And then he's not going to fight back. And, you know, you need a, a couple of people with you. You need someone to drive the car because uh-huh. you are kidnapping them. Yeah. It is illegal in this country to kidnap someone and hold them against their will if they think their will is that they don't want to be there. Yeah. Um. What, what about unpaid interns? That's an idea. There you go. You know you're setting yourself up for a bumble fuck. Yeah. If they're unpaid interns, <laughs> like, you know. <laughs> but, okay, we can do that. We can save some money that way. Yeah. But those unpaid, and you're going to have to give them something because you're also going to need people sort of keeping an eye on the person 24-7. Oh, yeah, sure. Or 24-3. Yeah. However many days of the week that it's going to take to do this. So you're going to have to shell out some money. But even if it's $100 a day mm-hmm. for two guys, that's 1400 bucks. Yeah. Plus the cabin rental, yeah. Which off season, particularly secluded area, will be one hundred twenty five bucks a day. Airbnb. Oh, but you're adding that onto your expenses. Yeah. So that's not actually coming out of your pocket. So there, you know, so fifteen grand, man.
1: Wow. Yeah. And I also found um, a place that was a long term cult rehab. So it was basically like a rehab center, but for just for cult people and just for their minds not for any sort of substance right. abuse. And I went to look at how much that costs. No price listed. Of course not. Which you know what that means if you go in a restaurant you order something yeah. where the price isn't even listed, it means it's money's.
2: That's right. It means you you shouldn't care.
1: Yeah, exactly. You should what not it means. care how much it costs. Yeah. This is yeah. A titan of industry's daughter was in a cult. He gets her back. Uh-huh. Just make a right again. It doesn't matter That's right. what it
2: costs. So let's... Why don't we do three more of uh, the common characteristics of a cult? Okay, yeah. All yeah. right? So here we go. Number four is the cult weakens the follower psychologically by making him or her depend upon the group to solve his or her problems. Right. So you can't... You Suddenly your decision-making is not good enough. Mm-hmm. You need the people's help. And... uh I feel like we've had that's kind of been a situation with us in terms of <laughs> just conversing about this show. Uh, Wait, the, what are you trying to say to me, Josh? <laughs> the cults manipulate guilt to their advantage. Uh, you haven't done that with me yet. No, nah, no, not yet. No, not yet. All right. So I'm feeling a little bit better about. But our I might after this. <laughs> the cult leader makes all the career and life decisions of the members. I'm feeling kind of 50-50 on that. Okay. Certainly career decisions uh-huh. regarding this show. You're kind of making all the decisions. <laughs> you haven't wormed your way into my life yet. No, I feel not like yet. it's just a matter of time. But I'm over here more and more. <laughs> you really are. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, moving on. Um, I think it might be time to hear how we would spend... All of this money we've earned.
1: That's right. So a new segment we have is we're going to look every week at not only how we can make these millions of dollars, but what are you going to do with those millions once you get it? you got to spend that money. you got to live good. So we're going to put some ideas in your head. Uh, If you've got the money that you're already collecting from our past shows, then it can be start making plans on buy these products. If you haven't yet, use it as inspiration.
2: Definitely inspiration. Definitely inspiration. Um, We haven't been receiving our tithes, so a lot of these we're assuming you guys can't afford yet.
1: Um, But uh, uh,
2: this one in particular will be great
1: inspiration. That's right. Brought to you by Radio Free Brooklyn. This is our spend your money tip of the week. People here in India buy gold jewelry, not just to wear, but also as an investment for the future. And one man is wearing his obsession with the precious metal, quite literally on his sleeve. Well, Dr. Fuge had a shirt made of gold. Now, it's quite possibly one of the most expensive items of clothing ever made. Cost a cool $250,000. And uh, it's quite a sight to see. Why did you decide to get a shirt made from gold, Dr. It was my dream. People have different aspirations. Some want to own an Audi or Mercedes. Elite people have big cars. Likewise, I thought investing in gold. Last question for you, Dutta. You've made the shirt. Is it trousers next? That's a surprise. I can't share.
2: After three or six months, I will tell. That's a surprise. He can't share that with us. No, but in uh, three or six months, I'm I'm holding my breath in <laughs> anticipation sort of surprise. to see his gold pants. So <laughs> when I was looking this up, he's not the only one in India who has a solid gold shirt. Okay, the shirt is he he also wears another uh, six or seven pounds of solid gold jewelry. Mm-hmm. So at a given time, he is wearing about half a million dollars of gold on his body, just uh, on the upper half. Okay. Um, and uh, these guys are all politicians. All right. Their, their whole thing is is gold is such a status symbol in India now that they believe that even though that they are supposed to be representing the poor and disenfranchised... That people will see them with all this gold and feel confident that these people can lead
1: All right, you know, uh, mm-hmm. if you are going to deprogram someone, uh-huh, pick the guy in the gold shirt.: <laughs> I think that's a good idea.
2: <laughs> you can just cut off sections of the of the shirt to yeah. pay for it, but that's a guy, although chances are the guy in the gold shirt is the cult leader.
1: Yeah, oh, yeah, that's true.
2: So, you know, it's going to be hard. You're going to be hard-pressed to deprogram him.
1: Yeah. You know, uh, in my research, one of the things I looked up thinking, oh, this has got to go somewhere, was uh, (laughs) how are cult leaders like pimps? (laughs) And I found this page that was like exactly what I I was Googling, basically. I'm like, oh, this has got to be something good, and I go, and it's basically like, How are cult leaders like pimps? They're both the scum of the earth, and blah, 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 blah. And then like the next header, an inch and a half down, was how are cult leaders like terrorists? (laughs) They're dirtbags. And this whole page was this giant Uh page comparing cult leaders to everything bad you can think of. And Uh just like, they're an exact match to that because they're human garbage too. I don't think
2: our listeners, if they became cult leaders, would be like that. I hope not. I like to think not.
1: I think they'll be good cult leaders. Yeah, I think our our uh, friends out there who have reached out to us so far seem like a uh, a pretty good bunch.
2: I have uh, actually uh, some, some personal experience with people who are involved with cults. I had uh, my oldest friend, his brother, was involved with, uh, I don't know if I'll get sued for this, but the... Uh, uh, Nichiren Shishonen, uh, Namyoho Renge Kyo Buddhist group, particularly, uh, oh, what was the name of that that one? I think it was SGI or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's the one where they go Namyoho Renge Kyo, Namyoho Renge Kyo. And
1: uh, <clears throat> they are international
0: mm-hmm. uh Buddhist
2: well,
1: and to clear up, you don't need to be in a cult to be a Buddhist who chants.
2: No, 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 no. I'm talking specifically this particular uh, uh, version. Like the Nichiren there there's several different s- segments or groups of Nichiren mm-hmm. Buddhism. And uh, this particular one, though, particularly in the, in the 70s and 80s, was really acting super culty. They supposedly got flagged a lot by a lot of cult watch organizations that have changed some of their practices. Mm-hmm. But this was smack in the mid-80s. When this was going on. And he had been brought in. It was the classic, like walking through Washington Square Park. And somebody approached him and said, Hey, would you like to come and chant with me? And there are a whole group of people sitting off to the side, all chanting, Num Yo Renge Kyo. And he goes over there and, he said, and they say, You should come to one of our meetings. Mm-hmm. And once a month, they do these Shakabuku meetings. And Shakabuku specifically translates uh, into. A form of proselyt- proselytization.
1: Okay. All right. Um, it's got a
2: great name, though, right? Shakabush, And they would go, Shakabooch, 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 hoi, hoi, hoi. They would pump themselves up to go out and bring in the next group
1: of Buddhists into their Buddhists. Yeah, I like that fold. chant, I gotta say. I'm yeah, glad I wasn't one. around watching a <clears throat> part party. Well, the you time can do because... it every
2: morning to, to pump yourself up for work. Yeah. Look yourself in the mirror, Shakabooch, Shakabooch, hoi, hoi, hoi. <laughs> um, and... Uh, they had a, a, a so he started going to the meetings monthly and then he got brought into sort of like the International Center, which one of in New York. Uh, then he started getting involved in the hierarchy. then he started hosting meetings. and then he was like full on with this all the time. One of the ways they made money was you had an altar that you would pray at mm-hmm. every day that had a piece of some sort of scripture in it or something like it. You did not own the altar. You rented it Mm -hmm. for, I think it was like 30 some odd dollars a month. Um, You had to put out fresh fruit to it, which you could buy at the international center, Uh which so many people spent so much time there, they would. Um, And uh, you could give money. They were always doing donations for good works that they were doing somewhere else. Okay, so it's like us. Yes, exactly, not unlike us. We should we should set up an altar that people can rent from us. We start to need to start thinking about swag. Yeah. I think yeah, if yeah, folks so. if you have any ideas about swag for us, you can uh reach out to us and give us uh, you know, hats and t-shirts fine, whatever, especially with our brand new logo. Yeah. But uh we want to get inventive. <laughs> we want to get inventive. Yeah, helicopters. Uh, yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> helicopters. We can send, we can, like, bounty hunting kits. Oh, yeah. There you go. All right. We're going to think about this. We'll spitball. Maybe that can be a new segment. Swag. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Get Rich Quick swag. Um, and uh, and uh, he was really in it. And then he decided he didn't want to be in it anymore. Mm-hmm. And he left. And they started calling him incessantly. Mm-hmm. Hey, Chris, where you been? We missed you, man. You do know, come around anymore. What's going on? He'd be like, I- I'm sorry, man. I'm just not into it. I mean, I'd like to hang out with you guys. No, no, but you should come by the center and we should talk. We should talk. And he started to freak him out. And then one day he was on a subway. This was months later. A couple guys who had been with him that he knew from, from, from this group saw him. They got up and they said, Chris, where, where have you been, man? And they sort of surrounded him. And they said, you should come by the center, man. You should come on. Come with us. Come with us. And they started touching him and sort of hauling him and trying to get him to to stand up and be with them. Just a lot of touching. And he started feeling really uncomfortable. And he got to a stop. And he got up and walked out. And they followed him. And they followed him all the way to his home. Mm -hmm. To Chris, you should come back. You should come back. You should come back. And that, like, freaked him out. Oh, yeah, and, sure. And, that. and he, that was when he fully sort of realized that he had been cultified. Mm-hmm. He hadn't, you know, at no point, we were all kind of worried about him. We were like, this is weird. He wasn't forced to, one of the big things with cults is you, you separate from your family. He was not, did not have to separate from his family. Mm-hmm. He could have if he wanted to. They would have sent him to another country because he was working his way up the hierarchy enough. Mm. Um, but uh, uh, everything else was really right up there, mm-hmm. right up
1: there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, stay away from them. Well, actually, uh, I shouldn't say that, but but, but do we have <laughs> any kind of uh, tip of the week that we want to go through here? Of course we do. Okay, and uh, so once again, every week we have a our show with topics full of ideas to get rich quick, but we also have a little tidbit of knowledge for you to garner while you're on the bathroom or when you don't have time to listen to a whole show. You can listen to the tip of the week Get rich with that. Come back later. Make multi millions on the rest of the show. Uh, so, are, are we ready here? Or? Yeah. Okay. So, ready, man. brought to you from Radio Free Brooklyn, we yeah, have sure. our get rich quick tip of the week.
0: Hi, I'm Sarah. Sarah Kaufman, the Cheese Lady, and I'd like to give you a little peek into my corner of the food world: cheese carving. Here you've caught me in the early stages of this gigantic cheese carving. This is going to be 2,000 pounds. But I do carvings from two ounces, like little F-18 aircraft jets to full six-foot-long aircraft carriers to big 1,000-pound carvings like this. And the norm, I carve 20-pound blocks or 40-pound blocks with everything from alligators to people's heads. People are always amazed by cheese carving. They really enjoy watching. I also talk about how I carve and why I carve, how I got started, as well as cooking with cheese, nutrition, the, the food value of cheese. That's the reason why I'm here. I, I myself sometimes are amazed of what can come out of a piece of cheese. As a cheese sculptor, I wear many hats, but my cheese head hat is my favorite. After all, it's all about having fun with food.
1: Yeah. So,
2: it sounds foolish, right? It sounds sounds like a Wisconsin great thing to do. So, there are only three professional cheese carvers in this country. Really? Yep. Sounds like some opportunity out there. There is. If you're an artist who works in... And she has no artistic background, professional artistic background whatsoever. Uh Uh-huh. None whatsoever. She just got into, like, carving cheese for the fun of it. Little did you know that that was a hobby. For people. Um, <clears throat> and she makes, in her own words, for a carving onto an edible five-pound slab of cheese, which is for like a wedding or a party, she charges $400. Oh, wow. So the, she's like the cake boss of cheese. Uh-huh. It takes her about an hour to do something like that. Uh, okay. Okay? For a life-size bust, just the bust, so the head fifteen hundred dollars wow and that takes her six to seven hours sure for she does uh all sorts of things where she like she works for like harris teeters the supermarket chain um where she'll go and do demos and spend a day at harris teeters doing a big carving for them and people coming she charges a day rate i imagine she won't say what the day rate is but based on her numbers, I'm going to guess the day rate for something like a 2,000, like she was working on a 2,000-pound thing, and she's got to, like, you know, talk and do her spiel, mm-hmm. is going to be probably about three or $4,000
1: for the day. Okay. So, guys, get out there. Get a cheese knife.
2: Yep. She uses uh, sculpting tools. Okay. Like regular sculpting tools. I was watching that video, and the amount of wasted food, it's kind of obscene. Like I was, like you know, if she's got a two thousand block of cheese, two thousand pound block of cheese, and she's carving it into Neil Armstrong holding, you know, a wheel of uh, a moon wheel of Swiss, yeah, which she did at one point,
1: it's half of that is whittled away. Well, sure, but you can melt that down. No, it's
2: garbage. It's ending up on the floor. She's got Uh, garbage bags full of it.
1: Ugh. Well, you guys out there, do it. Do it in a more responsible way. For reals. (laughs) For reals. So, um, one of the things when we were looking at ways to get rich quick with cults, sure, I knew you could start a cult, and if you're that cult leader, you can make some money. But uh, really, you know, you're, you're kind of preying on the poor, usually. The poor and disenfranchised. Uh, you can... Deprogram people from cults. Right. Uh, which there does seem to be some money there. Mm-hmm. But I thought, like, what, what cults out there can I join to get rich? Oh, interesting. Uh, so I started looking into <clears throat> that a little bit, right? Mm hmm. Uh, and if you Google cults that get you rich, uh, you do get results. Okay. Okay. Uh, um uh, let's see where so one of them here is one of the first things that came up. It's called The Millionaires Rich Secret Cult. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and uh I, I have a few of these here and I may, I may read a few tidbits Go from, ahead, please from do. Uh, their yeah, yeah, yeah. their spiels. Because they're just great. Uh-huh. Uh So uh, this one starts out, Are you desperate to be rich, wealthy, and be comfortable for life? To become a millionaire by magic is not an easy task. You need to think very well before you join this cult, as the involvement <laughs> may not be child's play. It is for the desperate. To become a member of the Millionaire's The Rich Secret Cult, you must be 25 years of age and above. You must be engaged in a business small or large through which your wealth will it, it emerge uh-huh so you already have to have a business you have to have a business because this cult is going to make your business grow oh uh uh and what you do is you send in a swath of cloth white cloth uh-huh with your blood uh-huh and Before you even, just to let you know, this is no Mm rip-off, before you send any money or anything, Uh (laughs) uh, you have to basically fill out an application. Okay. And in it, you need to put your your name, Uh your mother's maiden name, Uh your address, Uh uh, and some other pertinent information. Social security number? Uh, I don't think it was Social Security, but okay. it was quite a bit of pertinent information. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, and and uh, he'll get back to you and see if, if you... will get back
2: to you? <laughs> yeah, and see
1: if you make uh, it into right, the cult. Right, right, right. If you do, it's something like a, it, it's an annual fee of $1,000. Okay. And every year you get to re-decide if you want to give that $1,000. So it's more like a club than a cult. Well, but it claims it's a cult. Okay. Uh, There was another one I found. Uh, Oh, this guy also claims, too. You know, you have to know before you join. I'm not a millionaire. I'm a magician. (laughs) I am prohibited by magic laws to use magic to enrich me or make money for myself. Therefore, I live on the commissions and some percentages from the one-time annual fee to be millionaire pays for these rituals and the materials for the magic.
2: I get it. So what he's doing is he's using his magic to make others rich, yeah. and then they're basically, he's asking for, well, he's doing what we're doing. We're using our magic to make others rich, mm-hmm. and we're asking for a tithe, Yeah, but we don't need your pertinent information. Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. The, the fact that you're listening to us is pertinent information enough.
1: Yeah. Uh, so I found another one uh, that's called The Illuminati World of Possibilities, uh-huh. And, uh huh. And their their sales spiel goes like this Are you not tired of poverty? Why you mate are enjoying life? Why you be rich and have famous? Come <laughs> and enjoy the Brotherhood member today now. So clearly that was
2: done through Google Translate. Uh, I'm not sure. I don't know. I think, know. I think they like wrote like it uh, in whatever their Illuminati tongue is, and then it, uh, or it could be just the way the lizard people speak. It, the, the word of the prophet.
1: Uh huh. <laughs> Who am I to judge? That's you know, true.
2: you make an excellent point. Yeah.
1: Once you join us, we're going to buy you one dappies in any country you wish to stay with new car, and you will also be receiving two hundred and fifty thousand dollars per week. Wow! There you go, two hundred fifty thousand dollars per week, guys. We're going to turn your life with different kinds of things you wish in your life. Uh-huh. Um, and 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 so if you're going to join this cult, uh. Once again, uh you you don't need to send any money right off. Uh no. they what they really want is to see if you're of snuff. Uh uh-huh. you have to send in your personal information. Okay. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> um and I, I should add at this point. Uh uh-huh. the, the first cult that we spoke about, I uh looked up where they're from and uh, they they it turns out they're from Nigeria. Uh-huh. Uh the second one uh <laughs> I they have a phone number in there and I looked up the country exchange uh-huh. and it's from Sao Tome and Principe which is an island uh just off Nigeria. Uh-huh. Um so then uh the next one I found is uh just the Illuminati. Uh-huh. And they, you know, why do you want to die in poverty? Say goodbye to poverty in your life join grandma uh Great Illuminati High, that we make you have money, fame, riches, power, Uh protection. Uh, Once again, believe it or not, this Get Rich Quick cult as well from Nigeria. So Nigeria is really... It is a spiritual hotbed of money.
2: (laughs) I was thinking, we maybe need to do a uh, a get-rich-quick where the topic is Nigeria.
1: It, we, yeah, well, it, it seems like so, because I looked up the next five uh-huh. get-rich-quick cults I found. Uh-huh. All of them, believe it or not, <laughs> uh-huh. from Nigeria.
2: Wow. It's interesting that they use Illuminati, because I, 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 that to me is already a ding-ding-ding, because you are, as a human being, certainly in the Western world, already a part of the cult of the Illuminati. Just by going to school, you're part of their mind control, watching television. If you're involved in pulp cult, pop culture in any way, shape, or form, mm-hmm. you are part of that cult that is the Illuminati. Yeah. I mean, the Illuminati runs the Catholic Church. Yeah, this, yeah. Um, they run the banking system, mm-hmm. they run all entertainment. So anything you deal with culturally, if you don't sh- shut yourself off and essentially deprogram yourself, mm-hmm. You are a member of the Illuminati. You're not. There is a hierarchy in the Illuminati. You may not be part of the hierarchy that is making the money hand over fist, mm-hmm. but you are essentially part of the Illuminati because you, or part of the cult of the Illuminati, because you worship these things that the Illuminati create.
1: Yeah, and 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 as I said, you know the way you can tell that these are legit uh-huh. is because they're not asking for money up front. No, they're. It's not some sort of scam. All they want is all your per- personal information. And they'll decide if you are of Illuminati quality. Snuff. Snuff, yes. Muster. Uh, So about this time, guys, we usually measure our our schemes up against rules for getting rich quick, which we have culled from the internet. Uh, And do we have any such rules this week, Josh? We do have such rules. Okay. And they they come from a man who...
2: I would say there is a cult of his personality in terms of the world of investment. Okay. And that would be Warren Buffett.
1: Oh, there certainly is a cult about that
2: guy. Yeah. So these
1: are Warren Buffett's 10 ways to get rich. Okay. Brought to you by Radio Free Brooklyn. We may not get through all 10. No, we never get through all 10. No.
2: Why is it not coming up? Well, if it doesn't... Ah, here we go. Okay. So here we go. Number
1: 2. Number 2, which will be number 1.
2: <laughs> be willing to be different.
1: Be willing to be different if uh, a cult is one thing. It uh, is different. It certainly is. It does not observe the norms. It does not observe the norms. One for one. W- one for one, sure, sure. Yeah, that absolutely.
2: Um spell out the deal before you start. I
1: think that's what they do. Do you? I feel like they don't. I feel like you get sucked in of, hey, we just want to come over to this corner of the park and chant, and before you know it, you're I think that's what it,
2: what it becomes, but when you start, you know, it's just you and the Messiah, mm-hmm. and the Messiah is saying straight out, I am the Messiah. Okay. Right? I mean, he's spelling it out. He's saying, you're following me because I we— I am going to take us, and we're going to do great things. Okay, so let's all give right. this one a half. Okay, all right, one and a half. Um, be persistent. Yes. Nothing if not persistent. <laughs> yeah. Cults are persistent. As, as I, you know, if you leave a cult, forget about it. They're on you. Like, uh, know what success really means. I think cults kind of know what success really means. They lose For track them. of it yeah. after a while, but yeah. they know what it means. It It's about, if you are a cult leader, it's about... Uh, uh being a Messiah, getting incredibly wealthy, uh, having sex with all of the women in your group and maybe children if that's your thing as well. Um, and uh that in your mind is success, controlling people top to bottom. Um, watch small expenses, yeah. I guess so. Got to keep an eye on everything.
1: Yeah. Uh, a good cult leader is... Uh, Doesn't
2: let people get away with anything. Yeah, he micromanages. Right, exactly. You know, small <laughs> expenses, I think, is is more of a... Uh, uh, it's not actually money, per se. Yeah. But it's the small thing.
1: Yeah, and we got time for one yeah, one more. All right.
2: Uh, last one, never suck your thumb. <laughs>
1: I mean, that would be a rule of my cult. Uh, would it, I, don't, I don't, if I had a cult, I might say you have to suck your thumb. Well,
2: okay. So that, so the, we'll give that a half. Okay. So out of the, I guess, six or seven we did, we ended up with five. Yeah, so we ended f- up with five. Five out of six. That's pretty good. That's a moneymaker, folks. That's a moneymaker. There you
1: go. So uh, there, we, everyone now can go out and get rich quick with cults. Uh, if you want to contact us, you can send us a tweet on Twitter. To at grq Josh Noel,
2: that's our Twitter master. Yeah, that's giving you that information there right now. You can email us at uh, grq. Get rich quick with get Josh ri- and Noel. Get ri- no, it's grq with jo- it's get rich quick. I don't know. All right, I'm not sure. You, <laughs> you're not you're, you, you're the email master. Yeah, G- I know it's <laughs> terrible. It's grq with Josh and Noel at gmail.com. I think sometimes I don't say what our uh, actual the, the wet.com oh. it is. You can also like our Facebook page.
1: Yeah. Uh, Facebook slash GRQ Josh Noel.
2: Um, where you can comment and leave things. Uh, Mark from Oz is a constant visitor and he's always leaving us little videos. Yeah, that you he can sure check out. We enjoy him. Um, we do. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, Rate and review us on iTunes. Rate and review. And, and all of them, but iTunes particularly, particular. If you're listening to us on iTunes, rate and review us. Uh, send us information, comments, thoughts, ideas. We'd love to hear them. Uh, and as always, uh, Herschel underscore the underscore Doxador at Instagram. And thanks again for listening, guys. We will talk to you next. That's right. Week. Don't spend
1: all that knowledge in one place.